Hi, I'm Rachel Sun, and you're listening to The 7B Podcast. At 93 years old, Les Tucker has been making music most of his life. He's been in numerous bands and inducted into the Seattle Swing Music Hall of Fame. Still, Tucker, who lives at Luther Park Senior Living in Sandpoint, claims he's not a professional musician. Les primarily plays the fiddle and guitar, and he's also sung for some various Western swing bands on occasion. He started playing, he says, because his family did. We lived out in the country in Arkansas, and they often played uh, in the evening around the fireplace, and uh, I was seven years younger than the next youngest one, so they kind of ignored me, and they never really helped me learn how to play. (laughs) I always kind of wished I would have then, but anyhow, they were all doing pretty good, getting girls played guitar, and... uh, my dad played fiddle, and my brother learned to play the fiddle really good. I was about eight years old. That's when that started, or what well, they were playing always. I remember when I was five or six years old, or four or five, they'd be playing at night. I'd go to sleep, lean it against the piano. Eventually, Les's brother joined the army, and his sisters got married. So Les decided to pick up the fiddle and the guitar they had left and learn how to play met some other kids that uh, want to learn to play, so some of us learned one tune, and then we'd all uh, learn it, and gradually we got a little better. We kind of formed a band. <laughs> we had a, we called ourselves the Happy Rolling Cowboys. We played for country dances, especially in Arkansas, you know, they'd invite people out to the country house for once a month, and they'd have a dance, and and we would play, even though we weren't all that great, but uh, I guess we were the best they had, so they tolerated us. Les kept playing through high school, then joined the Air Force when he graduated in 1945. He was always able to find someone to play with, he says, and he joined a band playing for dances in Louisiana, where he was stationed. I was at Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana. And there was a master sergeant that was playing music, and he played. We played every morning at six o'clock at the radio station. <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay. I forget. I forget. Think of his name right off, but I think it was the called themselves the music makers. And I played the fiddle with this particular band, uh, and we did that for several months, and. Uh, we had some good musicians playing, and he was the leader, and I didn't always like what he did, so I talked to some of the guys and said, why don't we start our own band? Les and his band kept playing, adding a member who played the saxophone and Les finding a trailer to store instruments. Eventually, they landed a gig. The first main job we got after we made our own band was the uh, Lake Cliff Nightclub in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's where Elvis Presley got his start, same place, as a matter of fact. And by that time, we had a really good band, and as I said, we called ourselves the Southern Ears, and 
we had uh, a saxophone, and we had a new fiddle player who was a lot better than I was. By that time, I played guitar and under doing the vocals, mostly. It was during that time in Louisiana, Les says, that he met his future wife, Peggy. I called her up, and since it was Saturday night, that night we were out, I, said, I wanted to know if she'd like to go on a date with me, and she said, well, I go to church on Sunday. <laughs> and I said, well, I'd be glad, I'd like to go to church, Could I come and go to church with you. So that's how we started dating. Ended up about six months later, and we got married. Three weeks after we got married, I went overseas and left her. I kept saying, well, the only reason I wanted to marry her now is to be sure she'd be there when I got back. After six months overseas, Les came back to the U.S. and was stationed at Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma. He worked in flight tests as an engineer for three years. And I played music there, too. I even played a little bluegrass. We called ourselves uh, almost bluegrass. I didn't want to play bluegrass, but that's what they played, so I played with them. So we changed the name to Almost Bluegrass. From there, Les says, he was selected for officer candidate school at the Keith Randolph Air Force Base. He became a second lieutenant, then spent a year in navigation school before going to Barksdale Air Force Base and later went to Arizona State University to earn his master's degree in mechanical engineering. After graduation, Les was stationed at Vanderburg Air Force Base. There I was, uh, by that time I was helping design some uh, boosters for missile launches. All that time, I really didn't be involved a lot in bands. I played music all the time, but not with a a group. He stayed there for three years and retired in 1970. His wife, Peggy, was a teacher, and Les decided to get teaching credentials as well. I taught the elementary school for the first few years, and then I went to middle school and taught shop all the rest of the time. Tucker taught for 15 years, he says. During that time, he kept playing music and got into making instruments. And I decided I'd like to learn to make fiddles, so I started uh, making instruments. And I did that uh, for the next several years. <laughs> In fact, until I came here, I built, it. I built all kinds of guitars, mandolins, fiddles. I was playing music all that time. Uh, that's one of the things we did. I played almost bluegrass with some guys. And and I just thought to myself, I bet I could build a fiddle. So I bought a book about it and uh, had my own shop. When I quit, when I quit uh, teaching school, we, my wife and I both retired. And we had a big place back in Louisiana that we had bought just because we could years before. And we decided to go back there and build a house. So Les and Betty moved back to Louisiana, to a small town called Simsboro. Well, I started playing music again, pretty, pretty good. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty busy playing music. So we got, a, I got, had a really good band going down there. The Last Chance Best Western Swing Band. Les and Betty stayed in Louisiana another 15 years. Les played in many places like where he lives now, retirement homes and nursing homes. His band even made it to the Louisiana State Jazz Festival, even though the band wasn't jazz, since the festival hosted a few other types of musicians as well. Eventually, Les and Betty decided it was time for a change of scenery. And if you've ever been to Louisiana, you'll know you don't perspire down there, you sweat. (laughs) I had this big 120 acres of land, and built a big house, and 
had a big yard. It took me seven hours just to mow the yard with the riding lawnmower. And I sold uh, timber and stuff like that to make a living. Uh, well, we both retired, so we had a living made, I guess. But uh, I was sitting on the tractor after I'd been working most of the day, and I just turned the key off and was sitting there thinking. And I was soaking wet with sweat from head to toe. And I thought to myself, well, I'm 70 years old, and, you know, this is not really fun anymore. My wife's mother had passed away, and I went home and talked to her, and she said, yeah, let's get out of here. So we had the biggest garage sale the town had ever seen. Sold everything we had, practically. That did keep a storage room with instruments in it and things like that, and some of my tools. So we took off and headed down the road in our motorhome, and she said along the way, said, well, you know, if we're going to live in this thing, we ought to get a better one. The two traveled to California and bought a larger motorhome. Then they kept going. They traveled to all 48 lower states. And just like before, Les always found someone to play music with. Eventually, Les and Betty made their way to Alaska before finally settling in Oregon, where he connected with an old friend from high school and started playing with the Oregon old-time fiddlers and other musicians. In his free time, Les would often be at his friend's shop, where they worked on repairing and building instruments. One instrument, a bass fiddle, Les had bought on a whim for $35. With the help of his friend, he got it fixed. Everything in the world could be wrong, but it was wrong with it. It had the, the uh, brace at the top, the, uh, I guess they call them a... Uh, Block, I guess. Yeah, block. The block had split off where the neck was. And bass fiddles have a big, uh, tone bar that goes all the way inside on the, uh, out on the big side of the bass side. And it was split in half. And also it looked like it had been sitting in water where the whole bottom of it was undone and the bottom block had also split. So we did all that stuff just for fun and had it all fixed and I did a, had it all sanded with that. I did a good job really finishing it because by that time I'd been making instruments for quite a while, so I sort of knew how to do that. Mm-hmm. So in a little while, I sold my other bass fiddle, kept that one because it played really good and sounded good. And I'll cut, I'll shortchange a little bit here. Anyway, when I left Oregon just now, two years ago, and we came here. I sold that bass fiddle for $1,500. I gave 35 for it originally. After 20 years in Oregon, Les and Betty retired to Sandpoint two years ago. And as he always has, Les started a band. When I first came here, there's a lady playing piano. Mm. And I thought, gee, I could play guitar with her and sound good. And I asked her, and she so she, yeah, I thought a good idea. So we played a little while that way, and people liked it, but she moved to one of the other retirement places down the road here a good little ways and by that time I was already playing guitar by myself sort of and I found a few people I found another piano player and uh, I had uh, one guy here that uh, wanted to play the bass fiddle and he didn't have anybody to play with or he didn't live here his mom lived here but he he made some instruments and he made a bass fiddle even. So I got him and 
I started playing with a group uh, called uh, Slow Jam, and I don't mm-hmm. remember the guy's last name. His first name is Steve that uh, ran it, and all the people there played by note. Of course, okay. I didn't play by note. I just never bothered learning. I just played by ear all the time, <laughs> and I played a, we played about six months there with them, mm-hmm. and I got acquainted with all the people and. The one guy that made the bass fiddle played with him and a couple of guitar players that I got to liking and they, well anyway, the lady kind of halfway in charge of the program, he said, well, why don't you learn to read notes? And I figured uh, to myself that I'd been playing for 80 years then. <laughs> I told, I told her, well, you know, I've already been playing for 80 years and I never had to play by notes, <laughs> so I don't think I'm probably going to start learning that right now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I talked to, to a couple of guitar players and asked them if they'd like to come play with us, and they said, yeah, they would. The band played every Wednesday and Thursday afternoon, letting residents sing along, passing out books, and singing other songs residents would know, like She'll Be Coming Around the Mountain. I guess we did that. So, so till this cold head thing came, so I know almost, we almost been playing two years here, and we named this band also the Last Chance because we thought it was <laughs> our last chance. And so we played here about a year and a half before this thing happened, and uh, so we're all anxious to get back to playing again. And with vaccinations becoming available, he's hoping that might not be too long. Betty passed away in November, and so for now, he's been keeping the company of his cat, Nuisance, named after a cat he and Betty had years ago. This cat came as a full-grown calico, and uh, my wife, she didn't want a cat. Mm. So she kept trying to run it away with a broom, and it stayed there for a couple of days. And finally, (laughs) one day, he was walking with us from the shop down a little little sidewalk I had there to the house, that cat was kind of running in between her legs, and and it had a fluffy tail, and so does this one I have. It's not a smooth tail like I've heard a lot of cats. It's real fluffy. And the cat was flying his tail and walking between her legs and stuff. And I said, I'm going to feed that cat. And she said, well, and you've got a cat. And I said, well, what do you want to name it? And then she says, nuisance. He was being mean. She didn't think. <laughs> so that's why we named it. And it, it went... It went with us lots of places in the motorhome after that. It got to be really, really a good cat. It was really friendly and stayed right with us everywhere we went. So we, I just named this one Nuisance 2, T-O-O. <laughs> we had a lot of, I'm having a lot of fun with her. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's story, you can join us again next week for another 7B podcast. <laughs>